Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Dan Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. And I caught Maureen right in the in the middle of a sip of smoothie because I'm a monster. <laughs> yep. Um, for all you ASMR fans out there, enjoy the sounds of me drinking a smoothie before I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I uh, really wanted to record an episode before uh, you went to work. I'm really sorry about that. Um, but I think it's really important because I basically wanted to talk about like what the hell is going on with Scopy the last month? Because I feel like a lot of people, we've been talking to a lot of people more and more as we've been doing the live shows and as we've been doing a lot, so much stuff, like we've been traveling and things, but then we haven't really recorded an episode where we talk in a while. Like we haven't, because of Josh's um, busyness with the... Um, and because he's a bad Johnny person. Johnson. No, he's a great person. No, is he though? I mean... Josh. He's more like an earthworm, you know? Like, he's there. They're very amorous, yeah. earthworms. But reliable, but sometimes not. Anyway, mm. um, but so because of that, we haven't been able to do a QIO in a while. Um, we don't always like to do the just Daniel and Maureen for whatever reason, but I don't The Daniel think... and Maureen masturbation hour? Yeah, I, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's sometimes what it feels like. But um, I think what we should do going forward is if there are any of you that request it, that are like, you know, I miss the interview. I miss... I missed... Me, Daniel, missed the studio space and recording in this space because, like, as much as I love doing the live shows, like, I am not a perfect audio engineer and I can't both produce an event, sometimes perform in a thing, and get studio quality audio sound off of two microphones and my MacBook. Like, it's just... So, like, being able to have, like, complete control over a recording environment is really nice and I hope that people... I don't know, I mean, I think people maybe feel the same way similarly to that ends too all of these things so my point here is that if there's a point in our programming that you're like i miss an interview format i miss kind of like an informal i miss something that i could listen to on the train and it's not a big deal please write in let us know because like we're flexible like we'll, well find and time also to make it work. yeah and um with like a big reason that in June we were having less interviews and just focusing on the performances is that my schedule, my performance schedule was all of a sudden really busy. And yeah. so, I'm sorry, I'm this smoothie thing, like, note to self, never drink a smoothie while recording. But um, basically, all the corners of my time or of our time that we could have recorded an inter- interview were like... Maureen has to go to Milwaukee for a, for a rehearsal or yeah. Maureen needs to devote this time to learn shit on ukulele. And, you know, so now that I'm, you know, kind of giving myself a performance break, there's more time in our lives right. for interviews. Uh, that being said, if you know of anyone who would be a really interesting, compelling interview, please let us know. Um, we've got some really cool people to talk to coming up um we're gonna be talking to uh our friend julia steiner on monday about um some of the work that she's been doing um as a she's like a congressional intern so she is like uh an assistant to um jan chikowski rep jan chikowski yeah who is the um district 47 person i think i think that's right isn't it district nine District Nine. I think I'm getting it mixed up with my friend from Florida who's running for House of her the House of the of Forty Seven in Florida. You have a friend who's running for the House of Representatives. Not for representatives for the state house. Mm. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. So 
all of that being said, we're going to we're going to have more interviews. I want to also just generally explain what we're trying to do because I feel like that would be helpful and I feel like one of the conversations I had recently was talking about not entirely understanding like what the format is for all of, all of our things and that it can seem unfocused. And so I I want to say that we do have like a vision like of what's what all this is supposed to look like. And I don't th- I think the thing that's really confusing is that it's all getting filtered through one podcast feed. Mm-hmm. And so like we have the Scopy sessions in this space. We have the Scopy studio and we have the Scopy radio. And so the thing that I think is most important right now in this really formative thing to remember is that those are three different things. And so like from those three different things you can expect three different things and maybe we haven't like explained that like in this kind of a format where we actually just explain what the fuck we're doing because like the scopy radio tried and true if you click a scopy radio it's always going to be something like this it's always going to be an interview it's always going to be like this scopy studio is always going to be pretty clean too and that is also going to be like a performance interview thing and that's in our apartment um scopy sessions is basically our experimental wing right now we're trying to figure out what live performance out of Scopy looks like. And so the whole point is to just put on weird shit. I forgot to put walnuts in that. That's okay. What about the omega-3? I need omega-3s. Walnuts are good for that. Yeah. Is it good? It is good. As Daniel drinks the smoothie. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, so what we're trying to do is, you know, we're playing with YouTube recordings and video recordings. We're playing with doing an audio recording, a live audio recording. But it's hard because, again, like, as far as tech in this outfit, I'm the only one that knows how to run Final Cut and edit the videos. Mm -hmm. And, like, and I'm, like, half the time I'm programming stuff and half the time I'm performing and stuff. So, like, it's hard to do the front end all the way to the back end at once. And so, like, there are some videos that we've put out already that I'm, like, not super happy with the video quality. I think they came out nice, and the audio always sounds really nice. But I, it's been hard to kind of focus on all of those things. And so it's, I think it's important that we, like, recognize that what Scopy Sessions is, is is an experimental space for something down the road that we're hoping ends up looking more like a dedicated site to some extent, something that, uh, or maybe a dedicated channel on YouTube or a dedicated Facebook page or something. Well, and also, it will be done with less frequency. Yeah. Or if it, it, it would be like a month run or I, something. I, I'm, I'm here to say it will be done with less frequency because um, <clears throat> I, two, two performances a week is awesome for like this three-month thing. Um, I think that it will be refreshing for it to be a oh yeah a done thing no so what i meant was like <laughs> down the road if we had the infrastructure to do it it we could maybe do something like a festival like this but oh i mean but we would need more help absolutely yeah, yeah we couldn't do it <laughs> maureen and i will never do a the... two a week performance series for three months again yeah no yeah never yeah yeah and that's and that's fine and what i think though is that what we've learned about what uh, an outfit like Scopy Magazine can do as a performing space is a lot. Well, and I think that the performances... Oh, I'm full. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like that the B story of this recording is, is, is like us handing a smoothie back and yeah. forth. 
It's a really big smoothie. It's a, it's like I made I made too big a smoothie. So and I sh- and I should have put walnuts in there. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't. And so now um I'm not going to get enough omega 3s. You could just have a handful of walnuts before you leave. Yeah, I could. I mean, I'm pro- not honestly, idea- not I'm, I understand. I'm probably going to do that, honestly. You probably should. Because it's good for my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> what I want to say is, uh, we're very open to feedback. So, like, please let us know about what you've kind of thought so far. Mm-hmm. How you think it's going. What you think. Um, you know, I mean, we have so many performances coming up. The next swing of things I'm really excited about is this representation series, mm-hmm. which is got a lot of, I think it's got a lot of buzz. I think it's going to be really cool and really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with that, we're going to be pairing it with these live interviews. And so uh, in that, I'm hoping that we are, are getting something more in the same vein of what we were doing before. I mean, June was has been so weird and so random and sporadic but i think that july and august are going to be much more regular and i think that's going to be something that y'all will appreciate and understand uh easier and stuff like that which is most important to us because for like it's all fun and well and good that we're like putting all out content all the time and like having fun with it but you know to a certain extent it's not about that always like it's we want to do for you you know like we're trying to do for our community and for chicago and for all of these things, and so... Well, and that's where we started from, is that we wanted to talk to interesting people. Yeah. And, um, you know, and further people's messages and provide a platform for promotion for artists who otherwise wouldn't have that platform. Because I think it's really rare for, especially with, with our frequency, mm-hmm. like, such different messaging. Because there are... There are plenty of um, podcasts and magazines and stuff that focus entirely on, like, opera singers or, like, you know, instrumentalists or purely, like, classical music, music makers. Yeah. But what I really like about what we're doing is that, yes, we are staying true to our to our roots in classical music and we are talking to a lot of classical musicians, but we're also really spreading our wings and you know finding out new you know meeting people in new parts of chicago Mm -hmm. and you know doing different things that we don't entirely understand and i and i think that that i think that it sets a good example of what art making should be not that not that i'm like everyone follow our example or, or whatever but i think that it's i think that what we're doing is important in that we're Yeah. Cool. Um, can we actually pause for one sec? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize we were recording. That's okay. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, before we move on, um, I just want to plug... I just want to make sure that y'all head to our Facebooks, Copy Magazine, and check out our upcoming events. Um, it's twice weekly, as always. Um, this Tuesday, we've got our the first concert of our representation series down at nightcap it's going to be our latinx concert um it is an exercise in and ex- um, exploring what allyship really means um we've discovered it's literally just handing over the keys and it's really been a, a cool experience yeah. um then on thursday we have um nashville country duo riley hill at redline tap 
um, they are incredible. Before before you come out, you should um, look them up on YouTube or like find them on Facebook because they're something special. Seriously, they're they're they both have a musical theater background and are just lovely singers. Uh, the following Tuesday is uh, we're going to be hosting Noise Bias at um, Nightcap. Um, they are an all female contemporary music ensemble. And um, then we're going to talk about um, women in contemporary music and classical music in general. And then the <clears throat> following Thursday is this cool thing that we're doing. It's called DIY Fest. And it is, um, there's this Facebook group called DIY Chicago. Yep. And basically we posted and we were like, hey, music makers, so specifically weird ones. Uh, like, would you be down to have a 20 minute set each? Uh, to, you know, perform at Redline Tap. Yeah. And so we're going to have five groups performing at Redline Tap starting, it's going to be from 6.30 until 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like uh, these weird, cool DIY. Chicago local Chicago, people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so DIY Fest, July 20th. Yeah. It's going to be really, really cool. Because, like, speaking of learning things as we go, like, that is us learning from the best of the poetry night, which I hope, le- I hope that you checked out, because <laughs> it was really cool to hear these poets that are Chicago local poets that just came out because I added them on Twitter. Yeah. Like, it's, it, yeah, it's some really powerful stuff. Uh, Johnny Moulton was really fantastic, so was um, Margot O'Connell. Yeah. They were both fantastic poets. And Matt, Matt and Peckham. Matt was also great. Yeah, Matt was also great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I just want to, because, you know, we love Matt. And, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, cool. So, Daniel, I know that there was something that you wanted to dive into. I do. So, I'm going to, um, I want to <laughs> set up this story uh, and then we'll talk about it. Um, so, I wanted to talk about uh, something that happened over at the forum, the New New Classical Singers Forum last week. Um, because I think it's an, an important story in checking our communities. And so, if you're not interested in opera, if you're not interested in classical singing, uh, you don't have to keep listening. Uh, that's why I'm glad we plugged all of our stuff mm-hmm. right up top and everything like that. But mm-hmm. um, if you are interested, uh, I'm not going to talk too much about the front end of it. I am going to talk a lot about the back end of it. And what I mean by that is the front end of this entire conversation was uh, our good friend Joaquim Lewis posted in the New New Forum for Classical Singers, which is this like 8,000 member Facebook group for classical singing, um, which is an interesting, like it's important to have spaces like that to be able to communicate and to be able to kind of hear populist, like, what the people are looking for. Well, and it's a really good space for, like, not young, because there was actually an in-depth conversation about, like, a a 14-year-old singer who got admitted to the group who was then taken out of the group just because of the the nature of the content. Um, Yeah. So, um... But kind of emerging. Yeah. You know, people and, you know, singers who are in college, you know, late high school singers. Post-grad, yeah. Up to working professionals. Yeah. Um, It's a really amazing space for learning, for bouncing ideas, for um, promoting new projects. It's it's really, it it can be a very supportive space. Yeah. So that... Uh, so Joaquim's comment specifically was about the song "Summertime," and there was more to the comment, the comment that he made. But his ba- the basic crux of what he was asking the group was um, the morality of European 
orchest- orchestral groups, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Joaquim, because I'm pretty sure you're listening. Um, <laughs> uh, um, hiring, like, a Ukrainian singer to sing No, summertime. No, his post was about a U.S. group, group bringing a Ukrainian, Ukrainian singer. singer to sing Summertime. Yeah. Which, it, that is a topic we are not going to go into. Yeah. Because we are white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, well, I think as far as like any kind of, for me, it's always listening to black voices, mm-hmm. period. Listen to black voices. And if there are black voices that feel that it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate. Yeah, absolutely. That it's, it's, that's the rule. Yeah. The ruling. Um, yeah. So that is that. Um, and so, with the, but the thread blew up because as I'm sure you all, you all know. Is that that is a conflict or a conversation that is just rife with just everyone needing to say things. I mean, that was kind of what it looked like. I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of arguing with black people. There was a lot of like white people being like, let me explain what cultural cultural borrowing is. And then black people being like, you don't get it, though. And I think that that is an important piece to all of this. And, and the reason I bring it up is because what ended up happening then was the admins of New New Forum basically deleted comments for that thread, um, left the thread, and then posted another post being like, that kind of blew up. Um, I want to say that this is a safe space for all races. This was um, Cindy... Sadler? Sadler, I think. Um, I can look it up. But um, it's, it's important for the next part of the story anyway. Um, but basically being like, this is a safe space for all races. Um, we want to have this conversation, but we need to really restructure the way that we're doing it um in a way that those voices can feel included and not feel like they're being talked down to which is a really powerful i thought it was actually really cindy sadler's correct um is a really fantastic yeah i know sentiment i'm smart (laughs) hey you are boop boop um so (laughs) then it turns out that there is this like internal conflict with a tenor who i actually know i did a master class with him in like undergrad and um Robert McPherson, who's another administrator, um, in the, in the, for the group, um, Emilio has been kicked out of the group before. And when you hear the rest of this story, like it'll make sense why. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically Emilio got a screenshot of the group because he's blocked from the group and wrote this like, yeah, someone, someone in the forum, there's, there's this policy in the group that any discussion that happens in that forum stays on that forum like right. you're not allowed to you're not allowed to screenshot anything you're not allowed to share it outside of that group um but somebody in that group had been taking screenshots and sending it to emilio so here's the i'm gonna read his post if that's cool it has been brought to my attention this is emilio Ponzes. it has been brought to my attention that a shitstorm took place in the new forum for classical singers a popular forum for wannabe singers, primarily from the USA, which is run by a mediocre character tenor and a failed mezzo with a huge chip on her shoulder, that a lefto-fascist, virtue-signaling fatwa has been issued forbidding non-black singers from performing Gershwin's Summertime. Embrace yourselves for this, even jazz. Needless to say, if you are not black and dare to sing a spiritual, you will be summer- summarily executed. To this we have come. If you are not as appalled as I am by this most blatantly absurd illiberal and intolerant display of self-righteousness driven racism you are beyond help the issue is so outlandish that i don't know whether to laugh or or cry that has 120 comments on his page 
and it's mostly people in the upper echelons of opera that like names you'd recognize and there are actually even some further threads that go on where like there is proof and i i have the comment someone sent me the screenshot of an agent uh threatening to assault someone i was like anonymous someone knew that i'm a journalist and was like i'm gonna anonymously send you this screenshot and i posted it in the new forum um because the, like agents that people know like being like i will physically assault anyone that disagrees with you emilio um and the language that he's using here like virtue signaling um uh, lefto-fascist. This is all... Anyone that is slightly familiar with, like, the alt-right, Islamophobic, like, ilk of Donald Trump. Like, this is all really relevant to that end. And it's it's <clears throat> interesting because it shows where that thought actually really comes from, which is, like, Emilio Pons is heavily educated. Like, don't get me wrong. He's fucking, like, got a very powerful brain. And what he uses it to is a different story. Because obviously he knows fucking six languages. Like, he's like conversation and all these things but the fact of the matter is he does not live in america he does not know the struggles of american he doesn't issues. live in america he's a europe he's from europe he like does a summer he runs a summer program in germany oh really yeah no he's like a big he's like a big deal there's like recording of him of recordings of him on youtube which uh after this happened someone took his recording of these built i saw and it. that was a, that was my friend isaiah oh yeah 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 fucking entered his fucking like a baby crying on the high note fucking hilarious Anyway, so that happened. Uh, then that got screenshotted into the new new forum. There was commenting back and forth. And then Amelia Pons, apparently, over the past two days, I was unable to access my account. It had been arbitrarily deleted by Facebook since the morons of Robert McPherson's new forum for classical singers reported it as fake. As you can see, it is now back online. I cannot think of anything more disgusting, petty, and lame than the behavior of these intolerant, talentless wannabes they preach open-mindedness but only as long as you agree with them they demand that you respect their baseless ignorant fanatical and racist opinions not by asking you to analyze them and allow them to stand on their own but by ganging up spreading ridiculous lies uh see the bs written by that anti-semite john roger about me and threatening with retaliation well the joke is on them sorry i, I keep wanting to end the quote because i think it's like oh this is good but as always, I prevailed in the end, and now everyone gets to know what type of nobodies these people are. Which is just like, it's 8,000 people, dude. Like, it's so many fucking people that, are, that you're saying are like nothing. And you don't know any of these people, and you don't listen to any of these people. And something that he kind of keeps hearkening back to is this idea of what racism is really supposed to be. And like, that's, I th it kind of really comes to... Um, so the, what what the conversation is circling around is this I, thing of, like, dictating to the oppressed people what their oppression is. And, I, I like, I think you can get into implied definitions all you want, like, what appropriation is really, what racism is really. But the fact of the matter is that it doesn't matter what the fuck you call it. It's still treating people like shit, and they get to decide what type of shit you're treating them as. For me. And that's, I and like, I... That's, I guess, my point with all of this. And I don't know. It's it's really to see someone who's clearly on the right and doesn't even realize they're on the right. Like, I don't know. Um, all of the reason I wanted to bring all of this up and where I think we can have a, a conversation, the mm -hmm. two of us, about it 
is that um, I want to talk about the importance of talking about, critiquing, and keeping accountable our own communities. Um, I think it's something that we are try we try to do. It's why I, I like issuing statements on things where we can. It's you know it's it's why we try and keep part of the conversation. It's why we try and keep because to a certain extent, like something we talk about a lot with a lot of people that we've had on is this burden of education and the onus of education and who's the person that whose duty it is to educate about civil rights, about social issues, about class structures, about these things. I um, think honestly, I, um, this whole thing, actually, I'm going to bring up representation series again, just because I think that what more white people need to do is realize when to be quiet on something because, um, I, Emilio Pons doesn't understand the plight of black singers. He doesn't because he's not a black singer. Um, and so to so blatantly take the other, like to so strongly take the other side of the issue and to ignore what black voices are saying and rally people around him, you know, in a way that is threatening. Basically that agent that you referenced, like he coerced that agent into saying, I will beat up a black person who disagrees with you. And it's just fostering language of racism and white supremacy and in in a in a community that kind of has that written in yeah to our to our culture it's you know when you look at the material that we're working with traditionally like you know Mozart not saying that like Mozart operas and stuff like that are the the food of white supremacy but it's all they were written as white characters. They were yeah. telling white stories and, you know, not to see it's other stories aren't being told. And so to threaten, you know, to, to, to threaten to silence the voices of, of, of a community that is already being silenced yeah. It is egregious. It's yeah. horrible and it's wrong. And I think that... Well, that's yeah. the thing, right? Is that The conversation that we're kind of having here is the space for free free speech. Yeah. And and where that sh- the lines for that should be. Um, and the fact of the matter is that, like, freedom of speech means, yeah, you are allowed to say that, like, maybe, like, that you think white people should sing Summertime. That's true. But other people are allowed to say that you're wrong. And no one is saying that there should be, a f- like, a a guard at the foot of every concert hall and that if a white person sings summertime, they should be shot. That is no one saying that. However, if a white person sings summertime, they should get ready for a world of shit. Exactly. Exactly. And that is free speech. That is not fascism. 
that is free speech. That is liberal ideology. And um, no matter what, I mean, and you can, <laughs> I, sorry, I always, whenever I mention the word liberal now, I like go like, and you, for, if you're coming from the left of liberal and you have critiques with liberal ideology, I think this is something that we can also get behind. I think that there's like a giant conversation between socialists and communists and liberal ide ideologic, ideologic people because of identity politics. And the fact of the matter is that we can have both things. We can have a socialist and identity politically correct, if that's the, even the right way to put it, um, movement. We can have a revolution where black voices are involved, where, where Latinx voices are involved, where trans voices are involved. And not only can we, but we must. We have to. Yeah. And we I have think, to. and that's, yeah. I, <laughs> this whole. It's, it's 1.30. Oh, okay. Well then, let's we wrap, wrap up. Sure. Did you have a thought? You should say what you were going to no, say. That's okay. You look great today. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Podcast gold. Podcast gold. Um, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dan Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we're up to, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. You can head over to our Facebook page. That's Scopy Magazine. We post all of our upcoming events there. We post all of our podcast episodes there. All that stuff. Otherwise, on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Scopy Mag. Um, yeah, and as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. Um, we run on a shoestring budget. Uh, we are trying to do a lot this summer, um, and we want to be able to do more as our time as existing as an entity continues. <laughs> um, if you would like to see more of what we're doing, and if you would like to see us grow, and if you would like to see us expand, um... If you'd like to make it so that we don't have to do all of the work, um, then we really need your help. Um, because as it is, as our budget stands, we can't afford to let anyone else help us because it is wrong to not pay people. Yes. So if you would like to allow us to be in a position to pay people to help us, please consider giving. Um... However, I completely understand that the nature of a lot of people's lives who do listen, that's not possible. Yeah. And that, it's not possible for me. Yeah. Um, so, here's what you can do. <laughs> um, if you were unable to give, there are three things that you can do. And I espouse this at the end of every episode, but I'm going to, again, kind of reiterate what I mean. Um, you should listen to what we're doing. Um, the more listens we get, the more likely, the more reach we can get. Um, podcasts with higher listens get more attention. Um, and that's just the algorithm of like iTunes. Um, so please listen to what we're doing. Um, participate. When we ask for feedback, we mean it. Um, we want to be able to uh, talk about things that you care about. We want to be able to have people on who you find interesting you know there are people that we find interesting but w without your feedback and without your participation and and with you know and we don't know and also by participate i mean ask if you can come on yeah. you know we have people reaching out to us all the time who are like please I, i'd love to come on and we love that 
it's amazing. I love the people who have just like blindly reached out to us. Like that happened with nothing without a company. We've had them on three times and they're brilliant and different and weird and it's fantastic. Um, And share. Um, And this one may be the most important. Um, You may not be able to give and that's fine and understandable and absolutely okay. But if you share this and someone hears us who can give, then you you are the reason for that. You are the person who did that for us. And um, even if, and it, it takes so little effort, you know, just yeah. like if you see something, if you've listened to something and you've enjoyed it, share it, you know, tell people about it, share it on your feed, um, you know, talk about it at work. Um, I talk about podcasts all the time at work, and I know that you do too, yep. listener. So talk about ours, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Mm-hmm.